Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Bang diggity, it's your boy. NFC East Feast Free Agent Frenzy. Well... Yes, it a, is. A frenzy for a few teams in a division. Yours being one of them, Mr. Van Riper. How are you feeling That's about the definitely, addition? Definitely not your trash-ass boys over whoa, there picking whoa, whoa. up nobody. Lots of needs. Nobody filling them is all I'm trying to say. All right? Easy, easy. We'll no get to money that later. At the, oh, okay, we will. We will. But I will say we won the free agency B. We 100% won it. Don't you think? Don't you think? I, I disagree. I, I, I will say out of the division, the New York Giants have had the most productive offseason wow. thus far. But I will let you state your case, and I will retort. No, I will say that with the additions, key additions, right? We needed these spots filled 100%. We Definitely. didn't add to our defensive line. That's number one in the NFL. We didn't add to, you know, I mean, obviously a quarterback was a need, and we filled it with fits. No, I don't think Did we feel it. fill it? No. For a year. We filled it for a year. Nope. You don't think we filled it for a year? Nope. I think you kicked the can down the road, but go ahead. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, get it. I'll get mine in in a second. I will say Fitzpatrick had a great year last year until he got sat. Yes. The start a, of the year. He had a great year? Yes. It, Do you, we're, we're, pull up his stats real quick. <laughs> no, I don't need to pull up his stats. Pull he up was benched for two with Tagaviola, who looks like complete garbage. And they played, was, rotate, they played carousel quarterbacks. And Miami piddled around all year at seven and nine, eight and eight. Did not have a great year. How can you say he had a great year? That's, out, that's outrageous. He didn't have a great year. He had, he had 16. 13, 13 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He does what Ryan Fitzpatrick does. He makes plays and he creates turnovers. Ah, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah, seven touchdowns, three interceptions with Tampa Bay. The next year, he was 17 touchdowns, 12 interceptions with Tampa Bay. With Miami, he was 20 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. 2020, he was 13 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Turnover. His, His QB rating is very high compared to those of Alex Smith. And let's talk about... Alex Smith. I mean, Alex Smith. I mean, Alex who, <laughs> the reason you guys won the division because you were five and one under Alex Smith, George, and it wasn't the plays that Alex Smith was making; it was the mistakes that he wasn't making. You have a championship defense, so when you have a quarterback like Alex Smith who's going to game manage and not turn the ball over, it lets those boys on defense pin their ears back and play ball. But now you have a quarterback who is going to constantly put your defense with their heels on the line in bad positions on the field because he's going to throw interceptions. Your defense is going to be winded because they're constantly going to be on the field. I think this was a downgrade. I really do. Do you like Heineke? I... Fitzpatrick, obviously, the, the contract you gave him, the, the $10 million one-year contract, he's going to be your starter. Unless it's not a big deal. $10 million for one year is not a big deal. I do not think you overpaid for him. I don't think it's a ridiculous yeah. contract at all. No. But but Heineke getting like the two-year, what did he get, two years, eight and a half or something? Eight and a half, yeah. Clearly, yeah. he's going to be the backup unless he just 
lights the world on fire in camp. You know, like a situation like um, if, when Russell Wilson was a rookie, they they had paid Matt Flynn, who was Matt Green Bay's backup. Big money. I yeah, they that. paid Matt Flynn big money. It was like, oh, Russ is – and then Russell literally came into camp, and he was just so good they couldn't help but start him. So, I mean, if Heineke does a, a performance like that, of course he's going to get a shot. But most likely um, Fitz Magic and that that sexy beard of his. I love the guy. I don't want – Ryan Spitzpatrick is a person. I love you, Ryan. But as the Washington football team quarterback, I don't think it was the right move. You got a lot of speed on that offense. You got to admit, though, with the with Antonio Gibson, obviously as a flex back with Scary Terry, with Logan Thomas even at tight end. Yeah. And now you got Curtis Samuel, who I've Love yet that. to talk about. Four three speed Terry. Four three speed Antonio Gibson. Four three speed. There is speed on that team. You got to say, and Ryan Fitz does air the ball out, but God Almighty, he's got the right guys to throw to. As I'm trying to say, going deep. The weapons are there. I'm, I'm not going to hate on on the Curtis Samuel signing. I think it was one of the best signings of, of all free agency of, of the entire NFL. It's it's really cool the story, um, how him and Terry McLaurin uh, shared a dorm while they're both at Ohio State. Yeah, yeah. but bef- before Terry transferred, um, and and they actually talked about it back when they were teenagers that they would play together in the league. So yeah. very cool story. Excellent signing, Curtis Samuel. Even a running back in his own right. The guy, the guy, hand the ball three to five times to him a game. He's going to make plays. So yeah, I, I'm scared. I'm scared of your weapons, especially with my uh, Swiss cheese defense we we have in Dallas. Um, Washington football offense looks good. I just think that the most important position on the field, you guys are going to be at a severe disadvantage because. Yes, George, the Cowboys didn't sign anybody, but you can't do that when you pay your quarterback $160 million. That's for but- sure. And that defense is still <laughs> trash, so that's going to be tough. The defense is, we don't know what it is yet. We don't know what it is. It's going to be better. But overall, I can tell you're very happy with your free agent signings, as you should be. William Jackson. William Jackson the third, great signing. Very yep. good corner for the Bengals. Nobody's going to know really who that is other than um, the true diehards of the NFL because he played cornerback for the Bengals. But no, he's a, he's a good corner. I, th- I believe he got three years, $42 million, So you opened up the checkbook there. For I was the worried Snyder. about that with Darby. I'm not going to lie. Darby had a solid year. But let's mm-hmm. be real. Every DB under Jack Del Rio always has a solid year because they do play a lot of zone and he plays pretty stout. Um, he's a banging, banging guy. He stops him at the line of scrimmage. He, he plays a lot of man. So for him to play a lot more zone, um, I'm curious to see. He could play both, as he said in his last press conference, but I am looking forward to see William Jackson and Kendall Fuller lock on both sides. William Jackson can have a great year for you guys. It's not hard to play defensive back for the Washington football team when you have the best defensive line bar none. You have four first round picks, four who, four guys who I believe I don't I don't believe they've all made the Pro Bowl yet, but they're all Pro Bowl caliber um, defensive linemen. And we're bringing back my Matt Iandonis, who made the Pro Bowl the year before that. That's before right? What did he yes. have like a, a bicep tear it was early a bicep. in the year? Yeah, that's yeah. you're just adding depth, and I believe yeah. I know Ker- Kerrigan's still a free agent. I could definitely see you guys bringing him back on a veteran minimum. Deal. I'd love to see that I'd leadership. Love to see Kerrigan retire with us. I really do. It'd be it'd be tough to see him go to the freaking Bengals or whatever that may be. It's just I, I hope if Ryan leaves, he he would only leave for a contender. I mean, at this point, yeah. I mean, he was was last year. That was probably the first playoff game he's ever been in his career. Right when you guys played the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, he was. That's tough, man. He's Maybe when he was nice. young. I feel like he played one, dude, early on. Dude, yeah, he was with RG3, bro. Oh, of course. Of yeah, course. Yeah, how yeah, how yeah, could yeah, we, yeah. we forget about that a wonderful playoff game that Robert Griffin had? But no, my point was that um, I, I, Ryan, a veteran, um, nothing but respect for him. I want to see him play for a contender. And Washington is a contender. So if you're not going to stay in Washington, go to a team who's got a playoff shot, Ryan. 
100%. Shout out to... Oh, man. I would love to have him back, dude. It's, it would really... It would just be tough seeing him in a different uniform. I'm sure you feel the same way about certain Cowboys. Who would you Absolutely. say that would be toughest for you if the cow, if one of the Cowboys left? Who would it be that would be really hard to to see in another NFL uniform? Oh, I think I think the Dallas Cowboys version of Ryan Kerrigan is Sean Lee. You know, just a guy who's been there, done that. But been he's there hurt for- every year, bro. No, but... That's but, but Whoa, 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 whoa. Be nice to Sean Lee. every year, bro. First of all, Sean Lee, first of all, compare Sean Lee with Ryan Kerrigan. I'm just talking I'm talking about guys who have been with the franchise for a long time. Good character guys, long long tenured guys. Okay. Captains of the team. And listen, those are all soft tissue injuries. Sean doesn't stretch very well, okay? Keyword is soft, kid, is all trying to say. (laughs) Stay hard, David Goggins. Um, I want to dive into the team who I feel like has had the best free agency in the NFC East. And it pains me to say it, but it's the New York football giants. Come on. They opened up the checkbook. They got, they got what they needed, George. They gave Daniel Jones a true number one wide receiver. They called Kenny Galladay baby Megatron in Detroit for a reason, man. That guy is a 50-50 ball one-on-one matchup nightmare. And I think what Dave Gettleman, um, the Mara family, um, the ownership of the New York Giants, what they're doing is this is a put-up-or-shut-up year for Daniel Jones. Much like what the Cleveland Browns did for Baker Mayfield, they said, okay, Daniel, you know, you're coming in um, to the end of your rookie contract. Are we going to you know, give you that extension? Oh, you want, you want receivers? Boom. Here's three receivers. You got a true number one in Kenny Galladay. You got a number two in Darius Slayton. And you got a slot receiver in Sterling Shepard. Oh, tight end? You had Evan Ingram. And they signed Kyle Rudolph. It's like Noah's Ark. You got two of everything. Two great tight ends. You got one of the best running backs in football. Saquon Barkley is going to be healthy. You still got Wayne Gallman. You got depth at the position. They had a great defense last year. They re-signed Leonard Williams, which is huge. I think it's this is all on Danny Dimes. And I, I, I bet we'll know the answer by Thanksgiving if Daniel Jones is going to be the long-term answer. Because if the Giants struggle, I don't think it's going to be any other reason other than Daniel Jones does not progress to that next level of quarterback. Well, how do you feel about the, uh, the G-Men offseason? No, I like it. I mean, Kenny Galladay, I saw him coming two years ago when I drafted him in fantasy. He's an absolute monster. Yes. The guy's long. He can really, really great ball skills. Yes. He's fast. He run, he's actually a really good route runner for his size. Mm. Uh, I know CT has probably seen it out there. Shout out to CT. Hopefully, he gets to break down a little bit next Thursday. Uh, a little teaser there for the yes. uh, NFL Love draft it. show we got coming up. Uh next thursday so we're looking forward to that but but back to the giants they do look solid it's funny man you sold me a bag of goods right there when you're going through it you're right man they do have a lot of key spots that are filled we talked about how the giants just have a bunch of b minus receivers and now they truly have an a not gonna say plus a receiver yeah a A receiver and kenny galladay so shout out to kenny um you know with sterling shepherd and who's the other guy we always call your your boy slayton slayton of course he's a speed Um, demon yeah and and honestly would i be surprised if the giants or let me ask you this would you be surprised if the giants drafted a quarterback in the first round yes i would i would i would be because because i think this is they're going all in for daniel and where the giants are drafting at 11 um, although there will be Trey Lance, bro, Trey, Trey Lance will be, there. this is, and I don't know anything. Um, CT would know this better than me. And I can't wait to hear his take next week. Trey Lance will be gone. There will be four quarterbacks drafted in the top 10. Trevor really? Lawrence. Yes. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one in Jacksonville. Of course, the rumor is that Zach Wilson out of BYU is probably going to go to the New York Jets at number two. I like Zach, bro. A lot of people it. have, um, Justin Fields going home to Georgia and the Atlanta Falcons taking him at number four. And if a quarterback is still left on the board, the Carolina Panthers have the number eight pick. So I do not see Trey Lance sliding past Carolina at eight. 
if Trey Lance or one of those other three I mentioned happen to be there at number 11 where the Giants are picking, I could see that. But the Giants are not going to take Mac Jones at number 11. No offense, Mac. But those big four, I believe, will be gone. Um, that's why I see the Giants probably taking pass rush or offensive line. That's one thing. Although the Giants do have a lot of weapons, they still do not have a great offensive line. So that's what I see them addressing in the draft. Which is definitely uh, in the NFC East. We have a lot of good defensive lines out there. So I mean, we, the Reds, the Washington football team, and the Eagles have star. Lines. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the boys are pretty. Yeah. So yeah, we're but, and we're not bringing back Alden Smith. They announced today. I'm surprised. That is surprising. He had, he had five sacks last year. Started off really strong and definitely tailed off. But I mean, the dude hadn't played football in four years. Clearly, he wasn't in shape. Probably looking for a three-year deal. They're just not willing to do. I bet you he's looking for a few years. I mean, he's getting older now. He's got to get that deal. If he keeps going one year here, one year there, let's be real. Gets hurt one of those years, he's done for. He's no, got to get locked right. in. He's got to get locked right. in with some type of guaranteed money. But like you said, the the signing of Leonard Williams, they were. I would say they're a top five defensive line. The Giants are. I think there's there's two top five. I think so. I mean, honestly, the that was what really stood out to us when we watched them all last year. Is their defensive line and those back on those linebacker core? Um, so I'm I'm not excited about the Giants, but I will say <laughs> they, they they look stout um, across the board now. And you're right, all rests on the shoulders of Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. And I would so. be remorsed if we didn't. Um, also, go over to the Giants signed to Dory Jackson, a good cornerback from Tennessee. I looked it up. He's three years, $39 million. So he's just a few million dollars less than William Jackson III, your free agent corner. So they pretty much got identical deals. So you guys are both getting big-time corners. Obviously, Adoree will pair with James Bradbury, a very good corner for the Giants. And they have a Pro Bowl safety in Jabril Peppers. So it's like Blake Martinez in the linebacking core. You got Leonard Williams and those boys up front. Like that. That's a top-10 defense. You got top-10 weapons. All they need to do is solidify the offensive line and hope that Daniel Jones works out. And I think that I really do think this, man. You're going to hear me say this up until we start recording, you know, weekly in September. The Giants, the Washington football team, and the Dallas Cowboys will all be vying for a playoff spot. I really think Crazy. there's going to yeah. be set. This is a 17 game regular season. Okay. They're adding a game. I'll say hot take Giants, Washington, and the Cowboys are all over eight wins. I, I bet the division winner goes 10 and seven, the second place team goes nine and eight and then that third that third team is going for that final wild card spot at a nine and eight eight and nine record i i see a lot of competitive out of this division i might even push further than that and okay. i'll say whoever does win the nfc east will win in the nfc oh wow so you're already dethroning tommy yes yes <laughs> we, we this this is not a tampa bay buccaneers <laughs> podcast although we do love all of our bucks fans who listen bro but how crazy is it do they re-signed everybody I know. They didn't lose Godwin, Levante David, and Dominican Sue. I just said that because I wanted to piss off Luds, to be honest with you. Oh, dude, Luds is laughing all the way. Dude, Luds, dude, the Bucks fans do not care about us right now, dude. They're they're already counting that that, <laughs> that second Super Bowl. Well, actually, it'll be their back to back Super Bowls, man. Like, I can't believe that. Like, and shout out to Tom Brady. He obviously he sets the standard by um taking a discount. They got everybody back, man. So good luck any team in the NFC or the fucking NFL who wants to dethrone the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But let's yeah. stick on the East. Um, we went over the two teams who made big moves, Washington football and the New York Giants. Let's switch over to two teams who really didn't do much of anything. And, of course, one of those is my Dallas Cowboys, although we did make the biggest move, I believe, of the entire offseason, which was signing Dak Prescott to that record-breaking $160 million deal. 
Obviously, when you do that, we already have Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper making top five money at their position. We overpaid for Demarcus Lawrence. We overpaid for Jalen Smith. If you don't see here, there's a theme, guys. We're overpaying for a lot of players. So the fact that Dak is now um, one of the richest men in all of sports. That's a lot of could, chunky soup, bro. You know what I mean? That's a lot of Campbell's, man. <laughs> but, but good for Dak. Um, you know, guy, you guys know I'll get emotional about him. But, I mean, losing his mother, losing his brother to suicide last year, the kids had a rough road. So for him to um, have that financial stability and uh, – you know, he, he's the face of America's team for the next four years. I'm very happy for Dakota Prescott, and I'm happy that that drama is out of the building. Now, you know, we know whether whether you think Dak's overpaid or not, he's going to be our quarterback from here on out. I hope the ankle is healing well. Um, all that I hear is that he is ahead of his rehab and he'll be ready for training camp. But I'm excited. Uh, the one move that we did make was we signed um, strong safety Keanu Neal. He made a Pro Bowl for the Falcons while playing for Dan Quinn. And that's the one that leads me into uh, our biggest offseason signing is not a player. It's a coach in Dan Quinn. Yeah, he coached he I coached agree. the Legion of yeah. Boom in Seattle when they went to a Super Bowl. He took Atlanta to a Super Bowl, although they failed epically the 28-3 to laps when the Patriots came back and beat them. Dan Quinn is a head coach, and we have a head coach, a defensive coordinator, and he obviously played under Dan Quinn. Now, the rumor is that um, Keanu Neal is going to put on a little bit of size. He's actually going to play weak side linebacker for the Cowboys, which is mm. exciting because that means less playing time um, for the soft tissue injury machine, uh, Sean Lee. So Keanu's probably going to slide down and play weak side linebacker. We still have Donovan Wilson, who made uh, some strides last year at strong safety. And we brought in two guys who are coming off of ruptured Achilles, uh, free safeties. Malik Hooker from the Colts and Demonte Casey, who also played under Dan Quinn in Atlanta. So we're probably going to sign one of those free safeties and uh, pair them with Donovan Wilson and Keanu Neal. And I'm excited. I think our secondary will be much improved. We re-signed Jordan Lewis, who is a good slot corner. Um, shout out to Costa Contodiak as he's Jordan Lewis's biggest fan. And just like Costa used to make plays for the Tarpon Spring Spongers, Jordan Lewis is not afraid to come up and make a tackle. So we got Jordan Lewis. We let Chidobi Awuzie walk. We will not miss you, Chido. Um, Awuzie, so yeah, does not play man well either. And Dan Quinn <laughs> does play a lot of man. So I will say that. Very insightful, my friend. So, yeah, we got um, we got Jordan Lewis back with Anthony Brown and Trayvon Diggs. And I, I'm sure you've been seeing some mock shorts. We'll, go, we'll dive into this deeply next week with, with Christopher. Uh, but uh, everybody has us taking Patrick Sertan, number 10, which would pair him with Trayvon Diggs, two former Alabama teammates. Uh, and I'm excited about that. But uh, I watched Patrick Sertan's pro day. Dude, dude ran a 4-4 put up like 25 reps, like 39 inch vert. Like he, he blew the building, the blew the doors out of the building. So I don't know if Sertan's going to be there at 10, regardless, Caleb Farley out of Virginia tech, as well as JC Horn, son of former saints wide receiver, Joe Horn. I um, was a cornerback from South Carolina. I think we, we go after um, a corner. There's going to be a lot of rookies on that defense. Yes. Oh, no, we're, we're not stars. You're probably going first three or four rounds are going to be defense. I'm assuming. Probably, yeah. It's going to be DBs. Um, probably if, if Keanu Neal is going to play linebacker, we got Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith. So we probably won't go linebacker unless obviously we, um, for depth. Um, what but a lot D of line, any stout D line guys out there you might want to look at first round. Uh, they're um my my boys, two of the best defensive pass rushers. You see, I got the University of Miami shirt on. Shout out to the Contodiakis boys again. Uh, but uh, Gregory Russo and Jalen Phillips, they're both edge rushers from the University of Miami. A lot of mocks have the Giants taking Russo at number eleven. I just see the Cowboys most likely taking a DB, if not a DB at top ten. I think we take if one of the two big tackles, either Panay Sewell or Rashawn Slater, if they slide to ten, because we need that. You saw our offensive line; um, it's getting old. Uh, Tyron Smith is yeah, is, an, getting, is, is an injury waiting to happen. 
Does Dan Quinn run a 3 4 4 3? What does he run? 4 3. I believe. Four, three. So I he believe. doesn't need a big beefy nose or anything like that. He just needs athletic guys across the board, I'm assuming. At yeah. The front. Okay. We, we did sign. I mean, nobody's going to know who that is. His name is Brent Urban. He's a defensive lineman from the Bears. Um, so not much going on there. And Tyrone Crawford, who has been uh, one of our captains for the past few years, he's a, he's a nine year vet. He just retired today. Yeah, he's so juicy, bro. I like yeah, that he's, a, he's a juicy boy. So pretty yeah. much all we have is Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, Randy Gregory, old smoke dog, and we still have Antoine Woods, so we definitely need some bodies up front. And that's what these Brent names Irvin. are just so trash. Wow. <laughs> Laugh it up. Laugh it up. All right. I'm gonna be laughing when it comes Dude. to the season this year. You just wait. I'm looking We're gonna put to up it. points. We're yeah, no, points, I know right? you are. So we will I, we will as well. Unfortunately, we're gonna also probably put up some turnovers as well. So we should, we should a lot of turnovers. All right, you, you, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the Dallas Cowboys secondary best friend because we don't get I a don't lot of interceptions. I think you understand, dude, the first eight games of the season, we threw more interceptions than touchdowns. And Ryan Fitzpatrick has... Haskins. Yes, and Ryan Fitzpatrick has yet to do that in the last five years he's played. So you're Good saying stat. that no matter what, we are doing better than Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith. No, not Alex Smith. Alex Smith was 5-1. No, and Alex one. Smith had one leg, bro. He had one leg. He could not score at all. He, he didn't turn the ball over, though, bro. Correct. He didn't turn yes. the ball over. I'm not denying that. You have a very good defense. point. If you want to set up the the argument that way, you abs- that's you're right. Listen. You know, you can't go wrong with that. It's just it's that March 25th right now. We're going to be doing this till September. All right, so let's save that. Focus on free agency and the Philadelphia Eagles, um, who are the bottom feeders of the East. I think we can all agree with that. They, of course, made, um, other than Dak, one of the biggest moves of the offseason by trading uh, Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, to the Indianapolis Colts, who I think we're not going to get into. I think Carson has a chance to have some success there. But, I mean, I believe, obviously, Jalen Hurts. I did see a mock draft that had them taking Trey Lance. A lot of people think that, you know, it's not necessarily Jalen's job. Um, But they didn't do much in free agency. They lost um, Jalen Mills, who was a playmaking safety for them. They called him the Green Goblin. He always had a little uh, mohawk, and he died at green. So he was one of their catalysts um, when they won, went on their Super Bowl run. So it's a big loss. Jalen Mills is a good uh, locker room guy. But they did sign free safety Anthony Harris, who played for the Minnesota Vikings last year. So that definitely um, fills that void. But other than that, they didn't do much, man. I know they, they let go of Alshon Jeffrey, but I mean, Al- Alshon's old and injury prone. Uh, they re-signed Brandon Graham. So a few moves here and there. But all in all, dude, Philadelphia has been pretty quiet. I'm not very impressed by them at all. How about you? About as quiet as Nick Seriana during during his presser, bro. Oh, brutal, dude. That was aw- dude. That was aw- that was like a scene on Napoleon Dynamite, bro. Dude, just- I could oh, never bro. last during those awkward pressers, man. I just could see myself in that position. I'm like, I gotta go. I can't. I can't watch. I can't. Well, at least he didn't say he was gonna bite people's kneecaps off like Detroit coach Dan Campbell. Did you see that? I didn't see that. Oh yeah. We're when we're on the ground and we come back up, we're gonna. Rip off your kneecap with our teeth. <laughs> We're going to be that kind of football team in Detroit. Like, Jesus Christ. Jesus, dude. Detroit does not, as a city, does not need any of that. I'll tell no. You that right it's, it's, and it's, it's crazy how cliche it is, but when a coach, i.e., Adam Gase on the Jets, has an awkward press conference, dude, it doesn't work out. Like, so I, I, I think Philly, Nick Sirianni. What is a previous uh, presser that, you know, head coach that didn't work out? Adam Gase. For the Jets, remember when he oh, had those, that's co- right. co- those like cocaine eyes, and he's like looking around the room, like all sketched out. Very strange, man. So I, I think Nick Sirianni, as well as Dan Campbell in Detroit, um, very strange press conferences, and I, I'm uh, forecasting not a lot of wins coming out of the city of brotherly love this year. But 
we got to wait. Um, there is still some free agents floating around out there, and you never know. Philly could swing for the fences and get one of these quarterbacks. I believe they draft number no, six. No, dude. Absolutely not. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback for Are you for sold the next, on Jalen Hurts? I am, dude. After he should have beat us the last game of the season, if he wasn't taken out, I'm sold on him. I well, resp- respect you can, for admitting that. Yeah, of course. I admitted it the day after, the week, the week when we discussed this. I mean, Jalen Hurts is an absolute monster. Like he works, he's a workout machine. I know that they, he has the locker room in Philly. I could see him there for another three to four years. I don't know why they would. They might draft a quarterback, but maybe in the fourth or fifth round. There's no right. way they, they need go- so many other voids to fill. No, we did. We, we do have to um, touch on. They they do have a backup quarterback. Did you see they signed Joe Flacco? Oh, <laughs> yeah. nice. Yep. Yeah, I honestly don't think they're looking at quarterback. They have a lot of other needs no, to fill. It makes sense. Um, obviously, if they're going to sign, it was a, it was a veteran minimum or something like one year, three and a half to five million or something based on incentives. Obviously, if you're going to bring in a guy like Flacco, it probably signals that you want the young rookie to have a veteran behind him to learn from. And Joe Flacco's got a lot of experience. He won a Super Bowl, obviously, in this league. But yeah, most likely Jalen's going to be uh, your guy. And I, I see Philly... You know who I really like, man? I don't want to dive too much into the draft. I want to save it, but I'm so excited. Um, There's a, a tight end from Florida, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, number 80. He rent, uh, he's in the 80s, maybe yeah, 84. Okay, Dude, yeah, he's so about. big, I've watched so him live. Fast. He's a receiver, bro. Yeah, yes. no, he's, he's a receiver who plays tight end. Exactly. Like every once in a while, an athlete, um, like just like last year, when Mike Tomlin looked at Chase Young and goes, I don't get to draft guys like you. Guys yeah. like Chase Young come out of college, and you're like, oh, whoa, whoa. That doesn't look like a human being. Like Zion Williamson coming out of Duke. Like, whoa, 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 you're you're not 19. And Kyle Pitts fits that frame, dude. And I, I feel he gets him. That's huge. I mean, you still got Miles Sanders, the receiving core. Is Ertz he's, still there? Um, my ball, Zach Ertz. I believe he's gone, but they do have Dallas Goddard. Dude, who's a good tight end? I'm just looking at his block. I mean, I, I'm I'm just curious about Kyle Pitts I'm, blocking. That's yeah, blocking, he's number 84. I, yeah. I, would, I would bet his blocking is subpar if he's that much of a subpar. freak athlete. But you never know. I mean, when Gronk came out of college and he was still athletic, Gronk was you know one of the better blockers, if not the best blocking tight end in all of football. So, 6'6", 240. They say he's even damn. probably going to be better in the NFL than it was in college. Yeah. Oh, dude, he, he's an absolute monster. It's, it's crazy. I'm watching um, – I have NFL Network on right now, and they're talking about the NFC East. They're talking about the Cowboys. They're talking about the Eagles. And they're talking about um, how Jalen Hurts will be the starter. So, so yeah, Philly not making a lot of moves, and I, I don't see it being a good season for Philly. But, you know, side note, I did see you guys brought in um, – Washington football team brought in Adam Humphreys for a I would love today. to see that. We would we could use a slot guy. I mean, I know both Curtis and Scary Terry can play slot, but we, we could use another speedster. I know Cam Sims just got re-signed as well. Big body nice. guy, good, bo- good, uh, good ball skills. Uh, good in the red zone. So everybody, he's a good locker room guy. He's been around for a few years out of Bama. Um, always looks great in the preseason. He's one of those guys. Well, yeah. But uh, no, he he's been solid for us. But I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the draft. I think we I think we definitely have some needs. And I think honestly, CT would know better than me on uh, what needs those things to be filled and and who's really coming out that fulfills those needs. Um, you know, out of college football. So you guys are at an interesting spot. You draft like 15 or 16, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I don't like. What do you? I don't know what Washington needs. I, 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 I mean, I you got to think about it, dude. You got Cameron Curl. You got Landon Collins on the back end, right? Yeah. Definitely, I mean, you know, 
Landon's obviously coming back from Achilles injury. Then you got freaking, as you know, we picked up William Jackson the third, and then we have Kendall Fuller. So our back end is pretty strong. Not necessarily any str- you, like need. Maybe line linebacker is the weakness. Linebacker is the weakness. Linebacker is absolutely. I mean, we do have Holcomb, who's who's good sideline to sideline, but he's not a beast by any means. He'll definitely probably more than likely start next year. But to to get a backer early would be nice. Tell me a backer off the um, you know the top. Best. Who's oh, the, the best, best backer in the draft? How about that? How about that? Micah, Micah Parsons out of Penn State ran a 4-3 at his pro day. Absolute monster. I do not see him slipping out of the top 10, but if he does and he's there for you guys, that's got to be the pick. He's an absolute animal. Yeah. Yeah. I could see an O-lineman. I could see O-line. Um, I, I'd well, hate to, you know, it's a boring draft pick as always, but at the same time with, when you know, we just franchise tagged Brandon Sheriff, who's a, who's, you know, our, probably our best O-lineman. Morgan Moses is getting a little bit older. Uh, our interior guys and the guard aren't, aren't the greatest. So we could use a, a, a guard or a center maybe to kind of fulfill that and make that O-line a little bit stronger for Antonio Gibson. A lot of a lot of mocks have you guys taking a tackle out of Virginia Tech, a uh, Christian Derisaw. So we'll, well, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that with CT next week. We'll uh, sneak preview. Obviously, next Thursday we're going to be coming at you live with uh, with CT, our our, our local uh, Todd McShay, Daniel Jeremiah, Mel Kuyper Jr. Insert any draft expert. That is that is what CT is to us. And I think we're going to do a three round mock draft. So we'll go first round, second, third for all four NFC East teams. We'll put CT on the clock. We'll give them like 30 seconds to a minute to make the pick and then tell us why it's a good fit. And I believe we're also going to have our old friend Jeff Ludlow call in and give us some steals of the draft. And I'm oh, sure he'll throw in <laughs> some, some, yeah, bucks, uh, some, uh, some bucks facts for us as well. Oh, for sure. I hope not, but probably. Um, oh, yeah, of course he will. But I'm glad we got to go over the freeze and frenzy. It's not over yet. Like I know um, something I'm excited about is uh, Richard Sherman is still out there. And obviously Richard Sherman is 33 years old. He, he was. I'm pretty sure the only one excited about Richard Sherman being out there. Just giving you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let I could see finish. the boys picking him up for a one-year yes. deal, three dollar, or you know, probably a one-year, three-dollar deal. Sorry, three million dollar deal. <laughs> so disrespectful. Richard Sherman had a 4.0 GPA from Stanford. He's a brilliant young man, and he also would be a coach on defense. Let me tie it back into Dan Quinn, who coached Richard Sherman in the Legion of Boom when they went to the Super Bowl. George, we already got to Keanu Neal, a Dan Quinn guy. Why not get Richard Sherman to add some? I'm wondering depth? what happened to Dan Quinn when he when he joined the Atlanta Falcons as a head coach. I'm just curious. What what do you know his record? When he first I know he, over there. I know he went to a Super Bowl, something the Washington football team hasn't done in quite some <laughs> yeah, time. As an assistant coach, bro. He was the head coach. Bro. He was the head coach? Yes. Over where? Where? In Atlanta when they when when they lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. That was Dan Quinn went ago. to the Super Bowl. That was forever ago. Come, Come on. on. Yeah. It was a few years. That was because that was because of Matt Ryan, dude, and Julio yep. Jones. Come on. Okay. Well, whatever. He he got to a Super Bowl. And I think if if your assistant coach Name one guy from that defense. Um, Keanu Neal, who plays for the Cowboys. Oh, you had a hard time too, bro. You no, they had, had they had time, dude. they had Deion Jones as well, very athletic linebacker. But no, obviously they weren't a great defense. That's why they gave up a twenty-eight to three lead. <laughs> so thank you for pointing that out, B. Appreciate that. But when he was the last time he was a defensive coordinator, not asked to be a, a babysitter of fifty-three grown men, when he could just concentrate on his defense. That you remember the Legion of Boom? Do you remember yeah. Cam Chancellor? Do you remember Earl Thomas? Richard Sherman, they were pretty fucking good. Okay, they were really good because they were good, not because Dan Quinn was good. Well, now we got Keanu Neal and nobody else. <laughs> Podcast nobody else. done. I've, I'm, I'm out of excuses. 
<laughs> no, I'm glad that we hopped on, man, and, and went went through the frenzy. Um, there's a lot of big moves in the East, and there's a big draft coming up next week, man. So I'm super excited to have CT live in studio and get in-depth about the draft. Yeah, we're looking forward to it, and thank you all for joining us. We haven't been on the pod together in a little while, and uh, it's really been fun for me. You know, I was having a bad day, and you know, now that I hopped on the pod with you, bro, I feel a lot better. So I hope you guys got the same thing out of it that I did, and we really look forward to seeing you guys next time. Appreciate it. Thanks, bud. Love you guys.